What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Ubuntu Nutrition Podcast. This is episode number 22 and part two of a chat with Brian O'Hengisa, the head nutrition coach at Triage Method. We mix things up here and we move off the topic of nutrition from part one and talk about Stoic philosophy, what it means, and some simple, tangible strategies of how you can implement it into your daily life. Really good chat, really informative. Sit back, relax. Enjoy. Back to the blind boy esque opening. I don't know, I think listening to that will kind of disgust you into being more alert and attentive for this podcast. Anyway, what is going on, you feckers? Welcome to part two of a very insightful and always informative chat with Brian O'Hengisa. So in part one, if you listened, we talked about just kind of some overarching concepts around, you know, mindful eating, um, struggles that people are having with kind of being in close proximity to food during this I don't know, what is it, the fourth fucking lockdown in Ireland? And just a couple other interesting topics. But yeah, you know, Brian's very comfortable on on these interviews and we just kind of like bounce in and out of different areas. But the reason I'm on right now before we go into chat is because I'm trying to carry on this uh, pattern or... Yeah, this pattern of telling a little story before each session. That is not necessarily related to nutrition, but it's kind of a self-help, self-improvement, yaddy yaddy kind of thing, right? Because I just made fun of it, but I do believe in that kind of uh, self-compassion and um, improving your self-awareness because it's helped me a lot in life and, you know, I needed to maintain my mental health and hopefully some of these stories can help you guys. Sometimes they'll actually have a deeper meaning or they can have some kind of connection with your nutrition or your diet or your chase for um, or pursuit of a improved body composition, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're just very general. And today is that case, right? Um, So I'm reading this. Well, I don't, I'm not reading it like just this book. I'm tapping in and out every so often. It's called Six Myths about the good life by Joel Cooperman. And I've only read this, the first two chapters, but it's just about myths that we kind of perceive to be true about life that may not be what we think. Um, so myth one is the one I wanna talk about real quick. And it's only gonna be about two or three minutes, guys. So just chill out. I can hear you on the other end. Oh, there's sirens. Just enjoy this for a second. Well, don't enjoy it. That's not a good thing. It's a little gratitude reminder. Anyway, myth one is pursuing comfort and pleasure will lead to the best possible life. Um, So for me, working remote and trying to build my own company and, you know, I'll admit I'm chasing this, I don't know, it's this unrealistic fantasy of being on some island somewhere, maybe Costa Rica, which is not an island, by the way. If you didn't know that, let me save you the embarrassment that I went through. 
Costa Rica is not an island. <laughs> um, I have this fantasy of being there with a laptop and working two hours a day, and that's when I know I've made it, right? But when I really take time and meditate and try to put myself in that situation, I know I'm going to be bored as shit. There's no way I'm going to really, really sit there and be relaxed and be like, yeah, I've made it, you know? That's, it's, it's an unrealistic fantasy, okay? Um, that's just one reason it's unrealistic for me. And when I'm placing too much emphasis or too much of a chase onto that or a priority onto that end goal, I'm, I'm zooming out and I'm not taking time to be present in my everyday tasks and the work I do from day to day, like record a podcast and learn from someone like Brian or any of the other amazing guests I've had. Um, you know, those podcasts, if I keep just focusing on this one end goal, is just a mean, all these podcasts are means to an end, right? Where they're only steps where I'm trying to, you know, get my name out there, maybe build a brand, make money and sit on an island somewhere. But I also have had this roommate who taught me a very important thing. We were having this deep chat, philosophical chat, and he said, you know, when people... People always have this fantasy of like, you know, when they've made it and they've made all this money and they're retired or they're, you know, they have this fancy house. But if you can take pleasure from the daily things you do and if you can really, really focus on taking a lot of pleasure from them, you'll never have to get anywhere. You'll just be happy, right? And now I'm not undermining any kind of psychological disorders like chronic anxiety chronic depression, right? Uh, I'm just talking about if you're someone that kind of, you're caught up in the rat race, you're always chasing something and the more unrealistic it seems, the less happy you are. Um, anyway, this fella, my, my old roommate, uh, I hope he doesn't mind, or I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this, but he said, like for me, he's a P, he was a PhD researcher and he said, for me, um, one of my favorite things in the morning was to brew a pot of coffee and to sip freshly brewed coffee on a cold morning and I always read a research paper in the morning before I start work and I just absolutely love that and I was like holy shit that's so true if you can pick out these little moments in your day that are actually such a privilege like such a privilege so for me I wake up and I make a smoothie every single morning I put blueberries a banana uh, some spinach a scoop of protein and either milk, almond milk, or water, depending on what I have. And I sit there and I look outside and it's freezing outside. I turn my heat on and sometimes I'll do a little bit of a stretch. Oh, microphone just got nudged. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of a stretch and sometimes I'll just sit down on the computer and do a bit of reading or start work. And that is so nice for me. And that's something that I started to be like, wow, this is such a privilege for you that you're able to do this. You don't have to get in a car and drive two hours into the city, sit in an office in a job you fucking hate that's working for some corporate fuck. Sorry, that's a bit aggressive. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm trying to talk about today. Um, and for you guys that are struggling in Ireland during lockdown, um, how you can apply it is not look at the day lockdown ends as your end goal because every day is just going to be this it's just the days are going to fly by and you're just going to like 
you're not going to take anything in. You're not going to be grateful for the things that you can do. Enjoy sitting down to a Netflix show and take it for what it is that you don't have to be worried about work in the morning. You don't have to be worried about getting up, getting dressed, showering, trudging into the car, putting fucking hot water on the windscreen, uh, heating up and making like, you know, getting rid of the ice. That's just one example, but try to pick out things in your day that are real privileges because we have so many, there's so many fucking privileges. I just listened to a podcast with uh, Brezzy and he had a guy who was paralyzed on and he said, or well, Brezzy actually after said, um, you know, walking seems like such a trivial thing and it's, yeah, you're walking somewhere. But when you listen to someone who's paralyzed and then you walk, it's this amazing privilege that you have. So that's just like, you know, your perspective and the good life may always not be what it seems. Anyway, without further ado, sorry about that, but it's it's on the topic of Stoic philosophy because we have a really amazing chat about this kind of stuff today um, with Brian. So I hope you enjoy it and I hope it helps, um, you know, ease some of the, the burdens that people are feeling now because I know me, like even like I'm going through, you know, uh, emotional and mental toll during this COVID uh, lockdown and period. So I hope maybe it'll help you guys as well. Anyway. Without further ado, Brian Ohengisa. Okay, part two. You all know Brian, he was just here. Um, right, so now we're gonna move on to a more philosophical chat about um, the practice of stoicism, which I'm not hugely uh, kind of in touch with, like educated around, you're a lot more than me but definitely trying to kind of like incorporate some aspects of it into my daily life. But will you just kind of give us your synopsis or your outline of what you kind of believe it to be? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. Um, not even what I believe it to be, but what it is, what it is. <laughs> uh, as a, as a, as a definition. So stoicism or stoic philosophy is a philosophy you'd never guess, um, coming out of ancient Greece, okay, and it was adopted heavily in places like ancient Rome. So the main Stoics, or the people that we have original texts from, um, a lot of them are coming out of ancient Rome. So the likes of Seneca, the likes of Marcus Aurelius, who was a, uh, a Roman emperor, uh, so the most powerful man in the world at the time. And it's a philosophy, I will, I will go through what I see is, be, well, not what I see, but the three main tenets of Stoic philosophy. You know, so I'll, first of all, I want to dispel that it's as anything to do with just being unemotional because there is, um, like that word Stoic is in the dictionary and it means like to be kind of, you know, stone-faced and cold in response to whatever it is. That's not the same as uh, to be Stoic with a capital S or to be engaged in Stoicism or Stoic philosophy. There's a little bit of overlap, hence why they use that word, but um, actually the, the Stoa is uh, Greek for a porch, I think, and that's where the, that's where the word comes from because the, the original Stoic, who uh, was named Zeno, he, he started kind of lecturing people on a porch uh, there in ancient Greece, and that's where it actually gets its name from. So that's a fun fact for everybody listening and for yourself right? <laughs> so it's a practical philosophy for living and it's like a useful blueprint to help you in your life which is why it's 
so popular, I think, and why I enjoy it so much because it's not one of these armchair philosophies where you can discuss things uh, with like from like an ivory tower sort of format. It's an actual in the trenches philosophy that if you wake up in the morning, you can go and apply some of these things to try and you know have more wisdom, try and make your life better, uh, live better, uh, able to cope and deal with things better, which is where I think it gets a lot of attention. And uh, it's like a, like a mindset. So the three main things with stoicism or psych philosophy are going to be number one, that you are always in full control of your perceptions of things. Okay. So to expand on that, whatever is going on around you is happening to you. People say things to you, events happen, whatever it is, right? No matter what, you always have the last say in the meaning that you give to that, i.e. how you perceive things. Okay. So they talk, there's this concept in Stoicism about the inner citadel, which is, you know, that place inside you where you can always have a say, no matter what. Right. And there's many famous examples of like this Stoicism in practice. Um, you know, you see some of it in Viktor Frankl, uh, you know, in Man's Fritz for Meaning as a, as a member of a concentration camp or prisoner, I should say, of a concentration camp. Um, and he, he has a quote that's, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's um, when you can no longer change your situation, you got to change how you, yourself and how you think about that situation. Essentially. Mm. So that's what it means to be in control of your perceptions. All right. Um, you're in charge of how you apply meaning to things. Um, a way I like to conceptualize this for myself, um, which I think is relatively easy, is that like, I imagine that, you know, with my eyes, my ears, um, I'm taking in signal messages, stimuli, uh, as we do, and then they will be filtered in my brain. And I imagine there's a little fellow with a label gun for meanings, okay? And he just stamps each thing with a label gun with whatever the meaning is. And I, I'm in charge of him, but if I'm not active in my role as, of managing that guy with the label gun, he'll just stamp it with whatever he thinks is most appropriate. Okay. So, you know, Patty, if you say to me, if you say something to me and I'm offended, that is my fault for labeling that with being something offensive. Yeah. All right. That's the idea. You can't make me angry. I can make me angry based on how I interpret what you said. Okay. And because... There are certainly, I think there, you see, I think about this a lot because this is not to say that like, no matter what happens, you can just be like, oh, well, it only matters how I interpret it. Um, do you know, if your leg is blown off or something, you can't be like, yeah, that's all right. Like, um, yeah, yeah. like it's not that just big get the guy deal. with the label so, gun to say this is a good thing. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you could definitely use stoicism in your life. You know, once you are recovered from that and like mm. you have to deal with having no leg, that's definitely an application for it. But I think that there are going to be certain scenarios and circumstances that would all just kind of agree on what they mean, right? If it's something that's good or bad, let's say, and there's some that are like, you know, no one's going to be like indifference to the Holocaust, you know, it's uh, that was definitely a very bad thing. So it's, it's not to say that you would then try and label that as being fine or good or something like that. Like that's, it's yeah. not, it's not like, Toxic positivity is a, is a word that's been thrown around a lot lately, I've noticed, um, where it's like, 
uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit i think because it, it comes down to like not actually being present with how you feel and, and yeah. always being like yeah, yeah but you know you can just be positive put on a put on a cheery face um so that's the first idea with stoicism and that's probably the, i think the most useful one for most people um and the idea there is to like i think not to sweat the small stuff so you know you say something to me maybe it could be interpreted as being offensive but maybe not and if i then don't get offended in that circumstance i have more headspace for the day i have more peace in my day i'm calmer i'm not gonna be distracted and thrown off from what i'm doing just because you've said something to me mm. so it puts you into a less reactive state to what life throws at you okay because you always have that say and control in how you interpret your surroundings and what's going on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the other two okay. yeah and the other two um number two then is going to be uh it's kind of a moral tenet so it's to to always do the right thing essentially and you know obviously i interpret that to mean like to be a good human to make the right decisions when you're called upon to do so and that takes courage which is another key virtue in stoicism um and that, that one doesn't need much more explaining it's like and you know i have a i have a poster up on my wall of a marcus aurelius marcus aurelius quote which um which says you know don't waste no more time arguing what a good man should be and be one right so and this is where it's very much a philosophy of action so let's not let's not talk about you know let's not labor the discussion on you know what's what's right and wrong mm. the morals here because that that has a place for sure but in a in a moment where you have to make a decision between being good and being less than that intuitively i think you know a lot of the time what's the right decision to make mm. and then it's it's stepping up to the plate there putting your philosophy into action and and then having the courage to do the right thing okay and then the the third key pillar of, uh, of stoicism is going to be this idea of uh, accepting that which is not in your control and accepting it willingly so choosing life as it happens to you mm -hmm. all right because there's going to be a lot of shit that you can't control in your life um and you can either resist it and be pulled along anyway or you can run with it and and see where it takes you and you know, the more, the less you resist things that happen like that, again, the more headspace you'll have, the more peace you'll have, the more you'll be at peace mm -hmm. with what's going on, which will then like this. And then this all comes back to like actually having reserves and resilience to deal with bigger th issues as they arise. Right. Because if you're just burnt out on getting offended by people left, right and center, like you've nothing left for, an actual problem, as I would call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't buy into this like, being triggered left, right, and center by things. Oh, here I'm in America. <laughs> Let me tell you about that fucking word, man. <laughs> exactly triggered. So. I'm triggered. That, that, oh, that t-shirt is too bright. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I mean, it's it's a kind of. It's a fortunate, very fortunate position to be in to be triggered by everything, because because it means you've nothing bigger going on that actually needs coping with or dealing with or you could and you just can't decipher them you just can't differentiate between the bigger and the smaller and you're just it's mm. like you say it's a blanket approach to everything that happens to you 
Yeah. But before so, you go on, I should apologize if there are any American listeners. That was a terrible American accent. And it's not just in America, people get triggered, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like, yeah, in, in Stoicism, it's like, there's this idea of cultivating indifference to the things that don't matter. Uh, and that's, that's, again, comes back to controlling your perceptions and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's this, this notion of amor fati, which uh, Nietzsche writes about, um, which just translates to a love of fate. So that oh, is yeah. willingly accepting what's going to happen to you um, instead of resisting it. Because like I said, it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you can, can control it, then by all means, do so. Yeah. Um, if it's not controllable, then you can either resist and be probably more miserable as a result, or you can go with it uh, and see what, see what happens in that case. Um, and does that rule with that one there? So I, I try to think of that as much as possible when I lose something or when I fuck something up, it's harder to see. So for me, I'm like, okay, to what extent do I just accept that this is going to happen? Or should I make all attempts to try to, you know, find the thing or should I just be like, Hey, this is what's happening. So like for that one, it's, it's just a yeah. small bit harder for me to kind of see how far I'm supposed to go to try to change it yeah. or just to accept yeah. it. That's a good question. And there's definitely, there are some people out there that no matter what happens, it, they'll say, you know, it was meant to be that yeah. was meant to happen. Like, um, I don't, I don't buy into it to that extent. Um, because, you know, searching for the thing is controllable. Yeah, if you exactly. happen not, if you happen not to find it, then you just have to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where the differentiation is. Um, so yeah, you, you have a lot of power in that case, you know, you can look wherever you're going to look for that thing, but, um, you know, if it's lost, then it's lost. And mm. are you going to, are you going to mope about that? Are you going to beat yourself up about that? Definitely look at like, you know, ways to prevent that happening in the future because you want to learn from, you know, mistakes like that. But mm. again, are you going to resist the fact that you've lost it and the thing is still lost or are you just going to go with it? Because the outcome is the same. It's just how you react to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. I actually didn't know they were the kind of three overarching principles. That was uh, mm. that was a learning session for me too. But, um, there are more, but this is like a, a crash course, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're yeah. the ones. They're the ones I have stuck on my wall, like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, but yeah. you did do ten commandments basically, which were very interesting. Um, on your Instagram, I thought they were class. Yeah, yeah, we had a little a little chat about that. Yeah, that was prompted by um, a, a journal that I got recently, slash uh, kind of planner, uh, which is very good. It's Phil Graham's Mission Ready okay. uh, journal. I'm gonna write that down. But it's like a. Um, He's made it for, you know, you know who Phil Graham is, do you? Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, I haven't yeah, looked at any he's of like his a, stuff. Though. He's a kind of a business mentor now in the fitness community. Um, so he, he was in the community as a coach uh, before. He's done a lot of things. Um, kind of wrote the book on uh, training and nutrition for type 1 diabetes because he's a type 1 diabetic and there, he found okay. there's no resources for that. So I have that, I have that book over there somewhere. Um but now he's like a business mentor for people uh, in the fitness industry because he's had a huge amount of success and that's where he's been pulled. So now he has this productivity journal essentially yeah. and some videos and stuff to go along with it to help you implement it. But it's like, 
it's a nice mix of like a productivity planner and a journal because yeah. there's sections on, like I said, what 10 values or guidelines do you live your life by, which is the thing you're referring to. Um, and there's a section on like writing about your life's purpose. Uh, but then there's also like monthly planner, daily planner, um, quarterly planner. It's like, you know, for getting shit done. So it's yeah. a really nice blend all in the one. Um, yeah, I, I'm only using it like a few days, but I'm, I'm very, very happy with it. It's definitely um, kind of like changing your outlook throughout the day. You, you tap into that every now and then. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's, uh, like I've, I've tried other planners and journals and stuff in the past and I've gotten something out of all of them pretty much, but this is yeah. a nice combo. Um, because you know, if you read over that life's purpose every day, when you go to use the journal, then, you know, it gets you fired up for what's to come. And you're like, mm. oh, yeah, this is what I'm, this is what I'm working on. This is why I'm doing this. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, go get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I do like it for sure. And yeah. And then that was a, an interesting exercise to, cause like I, I've written about that kind of stuff before. So I, I was at a good inkling of it, but then just to be set, to be asked, okay, let's write these things down here. Uh, right now as part of your like productivity planner. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, the, the first three in that were those three main principles of stoicism that I've just given you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I've, that I've adopted. Cool. I want to give you a little funny story about my friend who kind of introduced stoicism to me. So you kind of, you made them very practical and you know, you can apply them right now, but to give someone an example of what it means, the third one, how it looks um, we were so my friend Colin I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning this now uh, he he's actually a fan of you so like we talk about some of the stuff you put up on a regular basis yeah, as well. yeah, yeah I know Colin yeah oh okay yeah, okay yeah we're sitting on so we were studying together in Denmark and we used to go on all these trips like a big group of us used to just go on these trips around Europe to like different cities and one time we went to our buddies in France and we were we were staying there for a couple of days, hopping on a bus and heading to uh, another friend's in Italy. So it was pretty cool, right? And, you know, Colin's always doing about 10 different projects. Like he's doing some serious stuff now with like UFC fighters. But at the time, he had work to do in between. Mm. Me and him both. Everyone else was on the bus kind of sleeping. And me and him were on our laptops, like studying, right? And, uh, you know, every, every few hours we had free in the Airbnb, we would just do a bit of work. And so we're on the bus, right? And... Uh, I pull up my laptop, I'm working, everyone's sleeping. And I look back at Colin and he's just sitting there with his laptop on, closed on his lap for like an hour or two. And at the end, I was like, man, what's going on? Are you not, you're not doing work? He was like, no, I left my charger back at the Airbnb. I was like, what? He's like, happens. He's like, I don't know, I'll get yeah. a charger at this next place. I was like, holy fuck, I'd be... So he couldn't do work for the rest of the week. He, no, he ended up actually getting a charger in Italy, but mm. I think was... But it was just hilarious how... I, I didn't even know that something had happened. Something so fucking huge is like he left his charger. And I'm pretty sure we had an assignment due as well, like around that time. And I was just like, this is unbelievable. So mm. just to kind of like... Yeah. So what are you going to do in that situation? You're going to be freaking out, panicking, uh, being upset on the bus journey because you've still got whatever it is, two more hours on the bus before you can actually do anything about this. Absolutely. So are you going to sit? Are you going to be stressed up the night? Or are you just going to say, all right, this wasn't great, but it happened. And there's literally nothing the you can do. You can't go to the bus no. driver, tell him to turn around. You, you just no. sit there and yeah, yeah, exactly. And then a quick one of the first one. When I first got to Denmark, there was just randomly another Irish guy in the group as well with us. 
just randomly. It was crazy. He, he's been teaching China. I hope he doesn't mind me talking about it this either, but me and him would usually butt heads because I was coming over as a young kind of emotional kid, right? And I would say something. We'd always do group projects together and I would say something and he would literally look at me straight in the eye and say, no, I disagree. And I would get so insulted and enraged that he didn't disagree with me more politely. But by the end of the year, I was like, he would explain to me sometimes, he was like, Patrick, I feel like you're getting kind of emotional here. All I'm doing is disagreeing with your opinion. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not calling, I'm not saying anything about your character. This yes. is nothing against you, an attack on you. I'm just saying I disagree. Yeah. And he taught me so much about that. And I was like, fuck, you know? Nice. So, yeah, I like that. Um, and that's a, another prime example because yeah. you, you decided that how dare he speak to me like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it was just a case of, oh, he doesn't agree with my opinion. Let's, yeah. let's hash this out. Um, and how much better is it for you to take you know, that approach where it doesn't get you all riled up? Because you're probably going home thinking about that for like some time afterwards and stuff like oh, for sure it's getting yeah yeah and yeah. so so then if you're doing that what, what are you not doing you know you're losing headspace there and peace yeah. of mind um and yeah. that's that's like and like you see that on the internet like the internet is rampant with attacks on like character um and people just reacting to shit and you know that in in your example there there's not an attack on your character yeah yeah it's not like Hey, Patrick, you're a, you're a dumbass piece of shit, and you should never speak again. It's I don't agree with the little thing that you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was I like it, I for, like the real sure. world examples. Yeah, yeah. Because I just I just I try to spot them, and I'm like, yeah. And especially in a, in a science field, right, or where you're putting stuff out on social media for you know a good group of people, you're going to be called out every now and then, and it's like, mm -hmm. um, and I would want people to call me out yeah without fear of being like, like in a battle with you yeah and like i think it's really important in our community to have uh to have people that are going to be able to call you out so like if i can say to you probably like if you, if you see me put something up that looks a bit sketchy um you know it may be the, the evidence base or something like i would want you to say that to me yeah yeah because then then i'll potentially learn something from it um and if you can foster that sort of attitude like it would be it would be a lot better overall like the, the, the field would be a lot better the community would be a lot better mm. um so it's important i think to have uh, like a, a quote-unquote safe group that you can say to hey you know brian uh call me out on this stuff and like you know there's ways to do that you're not going to write a massive comment me like oh my god bro how did you write that like this is this is terrible like if i see something like that I am going to message the person in their DMs and say, Hey man, like, you know, this is what I think about this. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of an, an aside, but that's an important point to get across. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going on, but that's, that's, uh, that's really good stuff. Um, okay. How would a stoic such as yourself, someone who practices stoicism, look to the adversity in Ireland right now of lockdown everywhere being closed, people going out of businesses. Mm. What are some things that you try to implement every day to kind of keep you sane? Um, I know you guys are just looking forward now and it's, it's going to be continued till March. It's looking like, so you have another yeah, six that's weeks. What that's what they're saying now. Yeah. 
Do um, people need it now more than ever? Yeah, this is obviously something I've thought about a lot, right? And I definitely overthought it at times where like, I think, I think at times it's easy for me to be relatively fine because of my fortunate circumstances that I'm in, mm. you know, relatively speaking, you know, I still have my job um, I don't have a, a huge amount of responsibilities. Like there's not, I don't have a family relying on me um, in this situation, but I also think that my approach and mindset and cultivating that resilience through all these things that we talked about and trying to put that into practice also helps a huge amount. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, very conscious that, I'm in a much better position than a lot of people probably. Um, but, and then I think like, you know, gratitude is a big one for me and having a gratitude practice and regularly reminding myself of how good I have it. Um, and also how worse, how much worse things could be. Right. And this is why I mentioned like the toxic positivity earlier, because this is like a, a thing that's trending at the moment, I suppose, because of the, the current circumstances. But there are people out there who will say that, you know, say, say I am feeling down today about the situation, right? And then you say to me, yeah, but look at it, look at everything that you got and how much worse it, how much worse it could be. It's not really helpful, mm. right? So you, if you're feeling down about how things are right now, don't invalidate your feelings. Um, and like you can you can be present with that if you're not feeling so good um you shouldn't have to like try and cover it up with like you know gratitude and uh just thinking positive all the time yeah but at the same time just make sure you are aware of how good you have things maybe put that into practice and maybe you do write in your gratitude journal every day to get into that behavior to rewire your brain to actually think that way yeah. and maybe that improves your situation because gratitude practice does increase happiness. Like that's uh, fairly well established and doesn't even take that much practice. Like uh, a lot of studies are just once a week uh, as a practice, whereas really want to do it every day. Um, and then you can use the things that we've been talking about in this, in this podcast, like in terms of the stoicism, it's like, okay, well, how, how can I, so, you know, granted there's going to be things here that you can't change. So again, we talk about, you know, do you resist that? Um, or do you go with it and then just look at the things you can control? Mm. And, you know, th this is a helpful exercise in this is like, if you draw two, uh, circles and you know, one is the things that I have control over and one is the things that I don't like, you're just, you're just focusing on that thing that you, the one that you have control over and then see what kind of action you can take on each of those items. Right. Um, and then you kind of have to just forget about the rest and go with them willingly because what are the choice do you have? yeah yeah is is the is the bottom line like what else are you going to do it's be dragged along or you go with it um because you know the, the analogy for this is often like a you know a cart or something going rolling down a hill and you know, there's two dogs attached to it so like one dog that's resisting is being dragged along by the cart and the other one is like right, we're okay we're running down a hill now that's what we're doing you know yeah, which yeah, dog yeah. is going to be better off in that situation because the car is going downhill no matter what you can't control mm. it um and then looking at how you're perceiving things, I like that. you know, can you try and not sweat the smaller stuff as much, try and keep things in perspective. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that all the things I do are going to translate to other people. Cause I'm very much like, <laughs> I very much have the attitude of like, okay, you know, young men in uh, previous eras are, are going to be 
on a battlefield somewhere on mainland Europe right now. Yeah. I'm not there. So meh that like a pandemic where I just have to stay in the gaff. It's okay. Yeah. That's not going to be helpful for everybody. And like I said, I don't want anyone to invalidate how they're feeling, but that is something that I personally use to keep myself in perspective. Um, you know, I'm not in a concentration camp and that's why I read so much things about accounts of, of that sort of stuff, like horrors, horrors are great for putting things into perspective. They are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and then, you know, making sure you're staying on top of like the things that we always talk about is like staying on top of your health. And, you know, if you're looking after yourself, you're going to feel better, you know, so being active where you can, um, you know, maybe doing things like journaling and meditation, staying in touch with people, friends and family, um, exercise, eating well, sleeping properly, you know, all of that stuff counts for a huge amount. I know this, yeah. this conversation has been very philosophical, um, but you have to stay on top of all those things as well, which I also do to make sure that, you know, I'm not, I don't become fragile to this situation because you want to be anti-fragile. You want to be something that gains from the disorder. All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with that book? Anti-fragile? No. Oh, well, no, I haven't read it. I've seen it. But you've yeah, heard yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the premise. Like uh, it's Nassim Nicholas Taleb and the premise is that things can be fragile where they basically disintegrate in response to disorder or chaos. There's things that are uh, robust, I think is the term uses, which are just neutral. So yeah. they, they don't lose out or they don't gain from it. What really where you want to be is anti-fragile. So an example will be like, okay, I can't go to the gym now. That gives me time to work on mobility. As a result, my body feels better than it has done in a long time because I'm so consistent doing mobility work. And I'm <laughs> a shitload heavier as well, which, you know, should put more stress on my joints and stuff but i feel great yeah so it's like so, adaptable which i suppose in one way is the opposite or the antithesis of fragility right it's like a thing of piece of glass or some rubber right mm. yeah yeah okay and we know we know like you know you and i know plenty about adaptation to stress and stuff where like mm. a little bit is good to create an adaptation too much and you break um so how do you build up your tolerance first of all um, and make sure that's just just enough to, to cause an adaptation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. as opposed to falling apart so yeah I mean it's definitely not easy you know depending on what someone's circumstances are you know there, there's a lot of people like I said in a lot worse circumstances than you or I uh, going through this so yeah. but if you can do if you can try and implement all these things we've been talking about you know, you may find yourself better off. And I think that's why like the stoicism stuff resonates so much with people because they're like, Hey, yeah, I could use some of that, you know, cause I, you know, how I share excerpts from the daily stoic, which is like, if someone wants to go and get into this, I would recommend just go buy a copy of the daily stoic book. Yeah. Um, there's a book and a journal. So just get the book, make sure it's the book. Is the journal any good, Brian? I was actually looking at getting the journal, but I might get that one that you're mentioned mission ready instead. Would that be better? Yeah. yeah. The, the Daily Stoic Journal is fine. Um, I think there's just not enough space in it to write. Okay. Like it's, they're, very, they're very small entries. And they're yeah. kind of freestyle. Like there's a, a quote there to prompt you to write about something re reasonably specific. But mm. um, yeah, I think there's not enough space to, okay. just to do the writing. And okay. 
not that there's like a huge amount of space in in Phil's journal either for that sort of thing, but for that, like you can just take out a Word document or you can just take out a blank notebook mm. and just write and just yeah. you know write for two minutes straight, whatever you whatever you want. Um, so I think there's better journals out there, uh, but it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, the book generally costs less than a tenner, no matter where or when you buy it. So, um, and and you know the, the way it's formatted is to be read one page a day. Um, which is useful because you know anybody can read one page a day uh, of a book because you read the you read the there's a quote generally and then there's an interpretation of how you may apply that in your life and you know you read it I personally read it first thing in the morning and then you know it can kind of simmer there in the head for the day and you know you think about how you can apply it uh, and things like that and it's it's a really good way to get into the whole philosophy and start to implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know there's loads of books on it it's gotten really popular like it's blown up in the last few years um so as such there's tons like tons of books on it um but you wouldn't need to read many of them you know because it's all the same principles so if you read one good one yeah uh that's probably all you'll need um donald robertson is quite a good author in in that space uh he's also a psychotherapist so he's quite an interesting perspective because the you know, cognitive behavioral therapy has its roots in stoicism, um, as it happens. And that's why there's a lot of overlap with, um, you know, kind of controlling your thoughts and things like that. Um, so Donald Robertson and then Ryan Holiday is the author of Daily Stoic and many other kind of modern books on stoicism that have been widely adopted in like professional sports and, and politics and things like that. Like the obstacle is the way um, is the first one he wrote and that's the most popular probably um and that they're easy reads um and, and they show you how to it, you know they're they're well written and they're worth looking at so if anyone is into this stuff they can start there they, they can of course read the the original texts which there aren't that many of there's only a handful um so there's some books by seneca there's some there's one book by marcus aurelius which is the meditations um, yeah i have that one yeah yeah so that's his own his own private journal um that was never meant to be read by anyone which is interesting uh, and then uh, Epictetus has the Enchiridion, which is like a handbook uh, for for living, which is which is good. But other than that, there's not much more. Yeah. And the point of the philosophy is not to just keep reading about it; it's to just do it. You know, take some of it and then do it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. The I think journaling is becoming a lot bigger now. Um, Pat Dibley, someone who kind of pushes that. I listen to a lot of Pat Dibley. Mm-hmm. And when people hear it, they're like, "All right." Well, when I heard it, I was like, "What's journaling going to do?" Like. I only know what's in my head and what's in my head is pretty fucking shit right now. So, but you'd be surprised. Like that's what Pat always says. Like when you actually sit down with a pen and paper, you'd be surprised the amount of thoughts and like rationale you have lying in there that you can't tap into unless you sit down and put it on paper. Um, But in terms of like perspective and giving yourself perspective, something for me is just writing it down you know, like a lot of times when I was younger, my parents would be like, hey, there's starving kids in Africa. You know, you're, you don't have it so bad. It never, ever did anything for me, you know, or there's people in the world that are, you know, sick or dying or something. It never, ever like did anything to me until I really, really sat down and I'm like, you, you have this, you have this, you have this, you have this. It's like, instead of comparing yourself to people that don't have something, look at what you do have, you know? And yes, yes. 
Pat had a guy on the podcast there one day and he comes on, he goes, how are you, bud? And the first thing your man said was, hey, I woke up this morning. I have 24 more hours. I'm absolutely over the moon. <laughs> if yeah. you wake up with that kind of idea, it's like some people don't even have that. You know what I mean? So Jesus, yeah. Some people will never have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that it's cultivating a attitude of appreciation rather than complaint. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like an energy, right? Uh, I was listening to this TED talk and I don't know, she was, it was a bit hippy dippy, but she was like, when you're grateful and you're practicing gratitude, you create like a, an energy. When you say the word, thank you, when you say thank you, mm. it's, it's a noise, it's a vibration, it's an energy. And I was like, eh. but when I'm, when I'm sitting there saying, Jesus, I'm really thankful for this and this and this, or with a nice cup of coffee, when it's sunny outside, it's very sunny right now. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, it's like, you get yeah. this energy it can be short lived and you know, the shit can slide back in, but fucking hell it's, I don't know. Like once you get it into your daily routine and I definitely have, it, it can do a lot. It can do a lot. It can definitely shift your perspective. Like, like you say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I think we hit a, that was a nice 20, 25 minutes I'd say. And yeah, my battery is going to die soon. So, okay, perfect. A good, a good segue to finish. Awesome. And uh, would you just let us know where we can find you, uh, how people can kind of like get on board with you for coaching? I know you're doing a lot of stuff lockdown specific, which would be amazing for a lot of people. And um, I definitely give, not that it means that much triage and Brian, my stamp 100% of approval. And um, yeah, tell us where we can find you. Well, thank you, sir. That does mean a lot. Um, yeah, you can, you can find me at a, on Instagram at Brian O'Hengisa. I'm sure that'll be linked so you can get the spelling. <laughs> It'll um, have to be linked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Triage method on Instagram also. And then triage method.com is, uh, like I said, no, I didn't say it earlier. Uh, a fantastic resource for nutrition information, articles, um, all things, health, all things, training, exercise, science. It's, it's, it's probably the best resource out there it is there's like a full breakdown of like there's a course almost it's yeah. like a nutrition course for free yeah like people ask people often ask me obviously and the same to you i'm sure about courses and i'm like okay look if you just want the knowledge and you have the kind of drive to go and sit down with these articles and study them instead of just passively reading them you don't need anything else and unless you need to have, be certified somehow to go and, and like do this in your career do that and mm. it's for free but because it's for free, you know, people aren't paying a big chunk of money. They yeah. may not be as invested in it. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, triagemethod.com. If you'd like to find out more about uh, my coaching services, uh, that's on the website on the nutrition coaching tab. And you can also get uh, combo coaching for training and nutrition with uh, Paddy and Gary, um, who both have their own specialities, like their, their class. Um, and there's, there's information about that on my Instagram as well. And feel free to reach out to me there or reach out to us at the triage method as well. Awesome. Cool. And I'll link that all up. All right. Um, actually I forgot to ask you this, but we, I usually finish it. One quote that you live by, do you have it on hand or no? I'm well, throwing can, this on can you. We go with, can we go with the Marcus Aurelius one that I said earlier? Don't yeah. waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that is one that I live by. So. Don't talk about charging your phone. Just go do it now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Brian, thanks so much again, man. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again to just chat some more deep dive again into this. Um, but yeah, 
Thank you very much, man. If you're wondering if Brian just ghosted me, he didn't. His phone literally went dead right at that point. He had said it earlier. He was like, my phone's about to go dead. And I was like, all right, man, thank you very much for coming on. Gone. <laughs> so, yeah. He's a cool dude. He doesn't ghost people, I promise. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this chat. If you want to find out more about Brian, I tagged his stuff in the, um, you know, where you can find them in the description of this show. Still no podcast uh, show notes. I'm sorry. I just don't have the time right now, but I will get to them. I promise. Um, and then, as I said in the last show, his um, company that he works with, Triage Method, uh, I know the boys there. Well, I know of them. And honestly, like you won't get you won't get a better service if you're looking to improve your, you know, your nutrition or your training or both. They are honestly like myself and a lot of friends actually look up to them and their company Triage. So even if you just want to follow them, there's just so much information there and the boys are just operating on another level. So yeah, uh, I hope you have a great Wednesday and stay safe, everyone.